everybody, and welcome to the Her Business Elevated podcast. I have a very special guest. I have Shamitria Gonzalez, and she is a speaker. She is so many things. She's a coach. She is a the CEO of an Unleashed to Speak. She's an investor and advocate for survivors of trafficking. She's a co-founder of Home for Grace, and she's going to tell us more about that today. She's also a mom of two, so very busy, has her hands full, and we're going to talk all about balance as well. So welcome, Shamitria. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I could not wait to get on here. Your questions, <laughs> I was diving into them and I just couldn't wait to answer them. So Awesome. Yes. Well, everybody, I met or I'm meeting Shamitria for the first time, but I found her because I was, I had the privilege of being one of the judges and of the um, the Great American Speak Off. And she was one of the panelists. And I really, really enjoyed her speech. It was phenomenal. It was breathtaking. I was on the edge of my seat and just really moved by her empowering message. And so I just knew I had to get her on this podcast so she could share some of that that fire with us and let us know how she has such a powerful message, where she came from and how she got to this point. So I would love for you to just share just kind of some general information, like what what are you into? What are your favorite pastimes and who are you? Tell us a little bit about your family. Yes, yes. So uh, who I am is a young woman who basically had not very much upbringing. I didn't have a lot of people around me telling me what I couldn't do. So I'm somebody who's always done exactly what I felt guided to do. So if I, that sums up who I am. But ultimately, I was a foster child. I had been kind of tossed around place to place. And because of that, it led me to be able to get into some situations. I was coerced by two women to join a trafficking ring and um, was in there for about five years, a pastor in a local church, worked really hard um, without me knowing. I didn't know what was going on, um, but they worked really hard with me and they got me out the whole time I was still a student athlete. So mm. that got me a scholarship to college. Um, I wrote my story to every HBCU that we could find an email address for. And um, Southern University at New Orleans said, we'll take you, we'll give you an apartment, we'll let your daughter come, who you had from that trafficking experience and you kept her. We love you and we want to support you. And they have done that. And I'm working on my master's degree now. So amazing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 10 years later. But um, ultimately, I would say that the favorite thing from my past that made me who I am today is um, I never knew I was in any of the situations that I was in until I got out of them. Wow. So I, I had a sense of peace and love and happiness in everything that I went through. Or I just thought that was everybody's life. I had no idea there was more to life than that, being trafficked. I thought wow. I was in love. And um, being a student athlete and getting saved and stuff like that, I just felt like I was, I was blessed. So I've always had the same level of energy and happiness through everything. That's amazing. That's such a powerful testimony that you have. And just hearing you speak about what you've been through. I mean, we don't know the half of it. I know you've been through so much, but just to see you now on the other side and saying, listen, like we, things can, good things can happen to people. And, and there's, there's always a solution. There's always um, light at the end of the tunnel and there's always hope. And 
through all the things that you're doing, and we're going to get more into that in a moment, but um, I see that you're bringing so much hope to women, to girls, to, to the people that you speak to. And so you're empowering women by helping us to unleash our voice. And so I, I'd love to hear more about that. But first, the Great American Speak Off. Okay. So tell us all about that. What was that like? I would love to know because I've not been on a stage that big ever. So I was, my, my heart was racing. I'm like, oh my goodness, how, (laughs) how did that feel to be in front of so many people? How many people in fact were there? It was, um, about 7,000 in person and it was about 15,000 online. So about 22,000 people. And then, I mean, from there, it was a ripple effect. Like it hasn't stopped. Like my phone has been blowing up my emails, my DMs, and it's been love. Um, I have not got any like hate or like, right. I heard there was some stuff going on in the chat. Um, a little racism. Uh, oh. yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh, but okay. other than that, um, I didn't see it or hear it. You know, I have a covenant around me, but, That's uh, right. <laughs> the American speak off do it. This is what they said. And this is what got me into the speak off. They said, Everybody can't dance, everybody can't sing, but everybody has a story. And so singing and dancing is entertainment. Stories is trans- transformation. Yes. So the Great American Speak Off is like the American Idol or So You Think You Can Dance, but it's for speakers. Everyone knows after COVID particularly, before then it was like older people that were very financially well off, um, they were known as experts or gurus. You had the Tony Robbins, Lisa Nichols, Earl Nightingale, Bob Proctor. Right. You know, you had these people, but now it's like, but wait, like they're they they're coaches. They do great things. They have stories, but everybody has a story. So we need to we need to broadcast a show for them. So Grant Cordone, Coach Stormy, Elena, and Elena Cordone, and Pete Ferguson came together and we're like, hey, let's do the Great American Speak Off and have these amazing speakers with these coaching programs and phenomenal stories come in and um, let's do a competition with them and and choose the best one. And um, in the midst of that, the byproduct is everyone gets to share their story. And I got a stage with more people than I could account on, you know, how many stages I've been. I've been speaking for 11 years. So, oh, okay. What I like to say is what happens in the dark gets rewarded in the light. That's right. And so um, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you you did a big stage. And I was like, yeah, but I do not take away from the hundreds of small stages and and small rooms and volunteer work and church stages. Like that is what got me to win that stage. And that's so good that you said that. What I say about winning. I didn't win the great American speak off guys. But out of 30,000 people that auditioned, I was the only woman that got to go. That's what I noticed. That's (laughs) what I noticed. So I was rooting all the way for you. And I just knew, like, as you just said, like, preparation meets opportunity. And it's all these years of having, giving yourself the, the, you know, the, the, I guess I'm looking for the word permission to practice what's in your heart. And so you've been practicing speaking. You've been you've been out there and you've been helping people th- with your voice, with words of encouragement and after all of these years, this is what's happening and more is coming for you. More good things are happening for you. I received so, it. Yes. <laughs> well, how did you feel after? 
Afterwards, to be honest with you, and this is what people don't get alone. Um, to get there, even at my hotel room, my sister was there, my family was there, my friends were there. I had a stylist come in. I had people doing my hair and makeup and wardrobe. I had a photographer. It made me appreciate solitude on another level because what happens, I gave wow. it, I left everything on the stage. Wow. So most speakers, when they finish a speech, they leave the stage and then they go and go home or they'll go to their next engagement. Every day I went and stood in the hallway and it was a line for the next two days after that speak off. Wow. And I never stopped until the end of the of, until every person who wanted to touch me, talk to me, share their story, cry to me was gone. They filled That's me back amazing. up. I emptied myself and I realized the power of people. There's a book called The Power of Positive Thinking mm -hmm. by Norman Vincent Peale. And I was like, how can I open people up with my story and take a scab off of wounds they probably haven't thought of, heard of, uh -huh. or think of, and um, not share space for them to be able to connect with me? So it was beautiful. Afterwards, I got filled up by everybody, but I went home and I was trying not to, because they say you don't want to miss the wave. You got to ride it out. You got to do that. But mm. my job was done when I got off that stage. I stood oh up there as wow. a woman and I shared my story and I connected with people. And that's that's all that I wanted to do. And that so, was so you, you feel you feel like you did the work that yes. you were called to do for that season. That's beautiful. Yes, and so it's so much more than just the art of speaking. Yeah, there was so much more to it for you. Yeah, for me, that's it, beautiful. Young girl, just a quick, quick story. There was a young girl. She was thirteen. Her mother adopted her when she was ten, and she had been trafficked. She was there. She was mm -hmm. thirteen. I didn't know about them. I went out to eat that night at the top of the world. Is it's this, it's this huge ball in in uh, Las Vegas, and um, it's super fancy. And I was sitting outside, and this woman goes. <gasps> I was like, what happened? She was like, you spoke on GrowthCon stage. I was like, I did. She was like, and she just started bawling. She was like, God is so real. She said, come here, sweetie. She brought her daughter over. She was like, you changed my daughter's life. Wow. I was like, what? I was like, what happened? She was like, my daughter was trafficked from eight to 10. Mm. They rescued him. And they put out a call through her church and she adopted her daughter at 10, oh. 13. And it was even more beautiful because my daughter's 13. Oh. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't, we don't, um, you know, I was in a midst of many things going on back then. So I decided to keep her when I got pregnant, but I, I didn't give permission to give, you know, have sex with this person. But um, they would give us Molly and different drugs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember, but when I found out I was pregnant, I knew I didn't get permission because we always wear protect ourselves. Um, right. But yeah, so I kept her. And so it just was, it was this full circle thing that happened with that situation. And I was like, God, if the only reason I came was for that 13 year old, thank you. I, wow. She saw somebody that had been through what she'd been through in a light, like, whoa, big old lights, cameras, fire coming out. And I knew that at that moment, you know, it was so much bigger than me. It was so yeah. much bigger than that stage. Wow. Perspective yeah. is everything. Yeah. And, and how we see the opportunities that we've been granted in life. 
it's everything because for you, like I said, it wasn't just about having a place on the stage to speak and to win a contest. It was so much more for you. It was almost like, I guess, it's almost ministerial in in some way where you minister to people's hearts and people who just found themselves in you. They were able to connect to you, your story and find healing through your story. So that is powerful. Oh yeah. Powerful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, you have, it's called home for grace. Tell us about your advocacy work. Okay. So um, I started off right out of college. I was a community organizer. I was Uh over the Louisiana Foundation Against Sexual Assault. I was a part of the New Orleans Family Justice Center, which was a wraparound organization for women who had been domestically abused and sexually Mm -hmm. abused. And then I went to work for the Justice and Accountability Center, which were all not-for-profits. And um, I was over their re-entry program for people who had just got out of prison to help them transition back into society. So I took all of those years of working and I teamed up with a broker in um, Arizona named Sophia Willits, and we created something called Home for Grace. And so that she was a broker, had all these apartments and buildings, and she was like, you know, I I don't really want to deal with tenants. I was like, maybe Hmm. supposed to. Okay. I was like, when I got out, I needed a place to stay and I didn't need a shelter. I didn't need a transitional. I needed a home. She was like, yeah. well, let's buy a home for them. Well, let's do it. So it's a, it's, wow. it's a home. It's a 12-week program that we take them through. Um, they come into the home. We take them through a program of healing. We do an intake. We you know see what they need. We gather all their information. And then we start the advocacy work. So what we can't do, we outsource. We use different you know collaborative partners. And then um, we're throwing the gala because we want to do a fashion show for them. So I'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Um, basically, Home for Grace is providing women with a fair chance at a new start and a safe place to heal. They don't have to worry about a job. They don't have to worry about bills. They don't have to worry about food, money, clothes, because it's a transition that happens when you go from trafficking. People think of trafficking like taken, but trafficking can also be like a young girl who doesn't feel loved that finds mm. love in another man. So then it has home for a lot of people that it's not like you just kidnap somebody and they're drugged up and being raped every day. That's not trafficking. Trafficking is when you have performed a service in order that some people do it and they know they're doing it, some people do it and they don't, but they're mm-hmm. either coerced mentally, physically, emotionally, and they're able to do this, but they do not get the money from it. Most wow. Americans call it pimping. It's really yeah. true. Wow. So, you know, I do talk a lot about that, but with the advocacy work that we do, we, we, we basically, we don't go out and say, look in brothels or the, like, we, we don't do the outreach like that. We partner with different organizations. Mm-hmm. We provide these services. So then we're able to, they've already been vetted. They've already went through an intake process. They've already, you know, gotten whatever way to get out. Right. And then, they're ready for a home and they're ready to actually heal and fight and do it a transitionary period they come for 12 weeks at our house and then we transition them into a um um apartment unit that Sophia owns so then they'll have that space for a year and during that year one of the things um I'm also a real estate agent and so um what happens is I'll we take everything that we've learned specializing in multifamily and commercial real estate and we teach them 
through a course that we created called learningapartments.com on how to become investors because most of these wow. have given all of their money away and don't mm -hmm. have a good relationship with financial freedom. So we teach them that, but after they heal, after they've yeah. set up their plan, after they've done their vision board, after they went through yoga and meditation and Reiki, and they went to the doctor to think about what problems that are happening based on years of not going to the doctor, after they go get an attorney to get their record clean from all the prostitution charge. Like it's just, it's layered like an onion. But if we can get them into a home, we can start peeling that onion back with the mm. work of it's such a multi-layered process and you thought it through beginning to end. You didn't just take one aspect of it and say, okay, housing, but you thought about spiritual, you thought about emotional and the trauma and just unleashing all of that and, and, and heal the healing process, as you were saying. And then with Unleashed to Speak, I, I helped them and I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I use my course because I would come from a background in politics. So I would help oh. all of so everything I did with community organizing, with we create legislation, we coalition build, we, you know, go to the state with busloads of people and t-shirts and we're talking to state representatives. So I learned how to use my voice to advocate. Like I was tied up. I did have tape over my mouth. Mm. I was abused and beat on. So like unleashed to speak is me. Like I'm using my voice in order to advocate and to change my own trajectory of what it is that, cause you're, your tongue is life. Yes. You write something down, it's called spelling for a reason. You're casting spells. Mm -hmm. So everything, be impeccable with your words, the four agreements. Like these are things that are principles that are rooted in me. And I'm like, I didn't just get to be here. It's not like, it's not pretty, but I'm happy to be a pretty woman that made it look pretty dang good afterwards. So like, I just want other people to know that you, you don't have to, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish, but they want to mm -hmm. really, use their voice. First, we craft their story. Mm -hmm. Then we teach them how to advocate at the local level. Then we do the state level. Then we do the federal level. We teach them how to not let people profit, turn their profit, their pain into profit. Wow. So, I mean, that's a big thing that happened to me. I would go to these not-for-profits and I would share my story and I, and they'd raise a hundred thousand dollars. They'd get right. donations. And I'm like, I can't even pay my rent. <laughs> like, I don't like this. Like, I don't, right. they want to hear my story because it's gruesome and it's sad, but it's re-traumatizing to me. How do I, first of all, heal from this so I don't be re-traumatized because I know it matters, but how do I own my own rights to me? I went through mm. that. Wow. Wow. Take pride in, you know, not letting people use me because this yes. like, I'm like, do I get my content? Do I get that video? When does this come out? Maybe I can exactly. be a judge on the next season. Like the people loved me. <laughs> like, right. I have to ask and we got to be confident that story will sell that show. And I know that. So it's like, you, you just got to ask and you got to tell them that, you know, I'm not letting anybody, you know, work, make money off of me and fundraise if I don't know where it's going. That's why I created my own foundation. Okay, so Unleashed to Speak then is your it's a program to help women learn these concepts that you're talking yes. about. Okay. So Unleashed to Speak is the entity, but let's look at it like an umbrella. So mm -hmm. you have, have my books that come through that, the Reflection I See, the HBU Experience. I have a book coming out called Think and Be Healed. It's like Think and Grow Rich. Ah. Think and Be Healed, because that's what I did. 
Before you can get rich, you got to be healed. That's if right. You get the money and not know what to do with it is money just make you more of who you are. So you'll probably get it and give it all away. <laughs> from giving it money away to get add value. But um, so I have the three books that are a part of Unleashed to Speak. It's just an entity. But then I also am going to be hosting retreats um, in Arizona. We have a ranch. It's beautiful um, with a lady named Kathleen. She met me at the Speak Off and she was like, Shimitria, I have this huge ranch with six houses on it. I think you should do your own event. I was like, well, she was like, I'll sponsor it. Wow. You're like, where can I sign? (laughs) No worry. So Unleash to Speak is literally helping. It's a healing entity. Rather, it's using your voice in order to be able to get what it is that God has for you. Rather, it's just affirmations or advocacy. Yes. Local, state, federal level. Your voice matters. And yeah, your story matters, but most people don't care about your story. They care about how your story makes them feel. Mm. So that's, I mean, I'm telling you from experience and hard lessons. I told somebody my name, they patented it. I told somebody my story. They said, come out, do a fundraiser. I thought I would get something. I got a $2,000 speaker free. They raised a hundred thousand on stage and said they weren't giving it to a not-for-profit. So what are they going to do with it? I don't know, but people I understand that I am a present. And when I open people up, they give me their gift. Wow. Rather it's their their story or their money or their, and I'm responsible with that. But another part of being responsible with that is vetting who gets to use that story on what stage. Hmm. That's so powerful. Protecting your space and protecting who goes in and out of your life and and the the gift that God has given you to share um, that so important. And it's, it's a lesson that all of us actually need to know. We need to learn these skills. And, and this is something that, you know, sometimes we have to be taught how to stay in that zone of, yes, we're going to give, but we're also going to watch out for ourselves and protect ourselves. So Yes, I think that's what you're offering with Unleashed to Speak, along with the encouragement, the motivation, the empowerment, but also here's how you take care of the business mm-hmm. side of things. Very Amen. important. You need that back end situated. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, your daughter. So you have a daughter that you've co-authored a book with. Now that's phenomenal. I have to hear about that. How did that start? Girl, it is the funniest thing in the world. I just bought my daughter a cell phone and I saw her posing in the mirror, taking a photo for TikTok. And I walk in the room, I'm like, Avery, what are you doing? Like (laughs) laughing at her. I'm like, what is that weird little pose? And it looked a little provocative. She was like, mama, that's your favorite pose. And I was like, dang. And I looked at my pictures and I realized I poked my little hip out in every pose and do that little thing to the side. And I was like, she watching me. That was the first day. Two days later, she goes to school. They have father-daughter dance. Mm-hmm. She comes home and she had never asked me about her father. And she goes, mom, do I have a daddy? And um, so after she was like, mom, you know, do I have a daddy? I was convicted to tell her the truth, but yeah. I couldn't get out. And so I, I told her a little bit, you know, very 
modestly. And uh, after I finished, I like held my breath. And she was like, oh, well, that's okay. God is my father. Okay. Wow. What a response. I'm about to have a heart attack. I'm like, this is the worst thing I can ever tell her. And her mindset in that moment, I said, oh my God. Wow. That's me. That's me. I would, I like, I would respond like that. Like, why was I sitting here? And then I was like, oh my gosh, she's a reflection of me. Yes. And we started doing these like podcasts together on just YouTube stuff. Very, you know, low quality. Like not, I didn't know anything about like anything, making money as a speaker. I didn't know about writing a book. I just Mm -hmm. knew that what she did was how she talked to me changed my mindset. It triggered something in my brain to make me know who I was. And I was like, wow, what if parents knew that their children are a reflection of what they see and not what they're taught? And if you're not there, because your presence is the best present you can give them. So if you're not there, then who is shaping and molding their philosophy? Mm. Television, which is tell lie vision. Okay. I'm dropping them because it's just like, this stuff was coming to me in like, God, you know, when you open up that portal to consciousness of, especially what I was seeing with her, it changed everything for me. I literally just, I, 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 we started writing the book because all those experiences happened. And then we started doing podcasts together and then we started talking and I started opening up and I'm like, Hey, Rihanna, we have to have some type of, um, product or some type of, of, something we can do together to be able to show the world, you know, that we're reflection of each other, one, but two, if I'm doing it at this age, why not let you do it too? Right. I I didn't have a mother. I didn't have someone who loved me. I didn't have, I'm sorry. I did have a mother. I did have people who loved me, but I didn't feel because they weren't present that they did. Okay. Because I honor my mother and father. I do know who they are. They're amazing people. They have struggled with addiction their whole life, but I'm going to pray for them that yes. that will change and that everything will be able to manifest the way that God wants it to. Yes, yes. Inspired by me, or maybe I'll have enough, you know, financial yeah. you know, liquidity, li- li- liquidity <laughs> to, yes. be a- <laughs> to, to be a blessing them. to them. Be a blessing yes. to them. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, ultimately it was for the, it was for the world. Like our, our subtitle is we are enslaved to anything we don't consciously perceive we are freed by conscious perception Mm. wow that's a thought bomb right there (laughs) that's good say that one more time we are enslaved to we are enslaved to anything we don't consciously perceive It, it we're enslaved to it we don't know Mm. you're freed through conscious perception so, so what we don't know essentially kills us what we do know frees us yes okay yes wow that knowledge is so much is so powerful yes yes it is that is amazing how old is your daughter did you say 13 she's 13 now 13? she was nine when she wrote the book though wow she was nine yeah, that, that is amazing. And I'm just get, I'm imagining the time 
and the value, the valuable time that went into working on this project together. She'll never forget this for all yeah. of her life. This she is every step from start to finish. Finally, wow. Going to the, you know, we, what we did, we didn't want to, we wanted to touch each book and sign each book and it got too much of it. But at first, when it first started, we, we would, we did a book launch and then we would package the books, send them to the mail. She would pay for them. We looked at the inventory. Wow. She would look at the back sheet from Wix, see wow. for builds, get them sent out. So it was, it was like, that's amazing training for her a whole entrepreneurial journey for her as well. But just that connection she had with mama is that's, yeah. that's everything. That's everything. And that investment of time with her is so much more valuable. And um, because our kids need us. So you're doing great. You're oh. doing great for your daughter. Um, okay. So speaking on that motherhood and business, you're speaking engagements, you're writing books, you are, you're a realtor, you're CEO of Unleashed to Speak, you're, oh my goodness, you're advocate for survivors of trafficking. How do you do that and manage the balancing of motherhood? Yes. So the first thing is honesty. So I told my daughter and my son that I was called to do some work for the world mm-hmm. that would make a better place for them. That hmm. was the first thing I told her. I like that. Yes. That way they, cause baby, they, kids don't understand what they don't want to hear, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, how you make them feel is how you kind of negate that. So it's just like, if a kid is like going to temper tantrum and you're like, you like shock them out that happened and you, they don't get what they want, but they get something and you like trick them into something else. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, that's what I mean by that. But it's not a trick. It's the truth. Right. Uh, And so the way that I balance everything is I'm super, super, super organized. Mm -hmm. Right here next to me is like my, I don't go notebook. Yeah. And um, what I do is I I put, I put a priority list together and then I told them the different seasons that we're in. So right now, mommy is in planting season. Mm -hmm. So they can reap a harvest. And I talk to them like they're adults. I, I tell them, hey guys, this is quarter one. January, February, March. This quarter is the most important quarter because I have to be booked and busy. And I have this event coming up at GrowthCon. So I made preparation because I knew God had something bigger for me before I was able to do it. So before it was easy because I wasn't speaking and traveling and moving. I'm in Arizona now. Just got some deals done, but I got organized. I told the truth to my kids. And then I asked for help. Mothers, fathers asked for help. Yes. Called my son's father. I said, hey, I need you. Not only do I need you, the world needs you because they're waiting on me. There's people out there waiting on me and they will be stuck until I get there. Mm. I said, can you take your son? He said, I thought you would never ask. Hmm. I'm thinking he's going to be like, you know, you ain't, you worried about it with the world and you got to say, he said, I thought you would never ask. Wow. Set up an agreement to where he, I could be financially responsible enough to make sure he's good. But I let my son go with his father. My daughter, when I was saved from being trafficked, there was a woman named Cynthia. She helped me. She raised my daughter the first year so I could go to college. She yeah. loved on 
love me. She loves everybody. She would open her doors to anybody. Wow. I moved to Dallas because she lives in Dallas. I said, I'm going to be booked and busy. I don't got the bookings yet. But mm-hmm. I know. I but they're know. <laughs> this was in, in yeah. December, right before the new school year started. Mm-hmm. And she let me stay with her. I got rid of my home. Mm-hmm. I got rid of my vehicles. Wow. I, I, I'm booked and busy. I'm not in enough place one time to really have to drive a car. I have okay. people everywhere I go, I get a rental car, do something. I got rid of everything that was wow. material. So I could build the life I wanted to from scratch because if your space is occupied, there's no yeah. space to receive. Mm, that's powerful too. I got if rid of spaces occupied. There's no space to receive. It's good. So I got rid of everything that was not conducive to my dream and mm-hmm. to the work that God wanted me to do. I asked for help. I did the necessary things to make sure that that help felt appreciated. It's a big one. And then any time that I had on downtime, I call my kids. I love on them. I support them. Um, spring break's coming up. So I know we're going to do a vacation together. Yeah. And then it's back to work. And then I don't feel guilty. Joy and guilt can't live in the same spirit. That's good. That's good. Because there's so many moms who are, I I would probably guess over 80%, you know, of moms who are feeling guilt either for work, career, entrepreneurship, jobs, um, callings, things that we've been called to do that take us away from those times that we think we need to have with our children, with our families. So I love how you're, you're laying this out. Like I was organized with my time is what you're saying. And I planned what I, what my seasons would be. And I relayed that to my children. I communicated that and we're all on the same page. You got help. Yes. Yeah. From family, friends, baby, sons, fathers, like I, I knew I needed it and I could not do it alone. Yes. Somewhere fast, you better get you a team. And that team mm-hmm. don't always got to be people you pay. It may be the woman that's your next door neighbor that'll watch your daughter when you need to go do a speaking engagement. Wow, that's good. It's, you got to get you a team. Got to get a team. Mm. That's probably one of the best tips I've heard about motherhood is get people on your team, surround you with the help that you need to support you. And, you know, with, with that, that said, with uh, all of the things that we go through as women who are balancing all of the roles, the motherhood roles, the caretaker roles, there's other challenges as well that we have in entrepreneurship. And can you just speak on some of those things that maybe you've come across in your time at running a business? Uh, what are some things you come across that have been a challenge to you and how did you overcome them? Mm, respect. Being mm. a black Spanish woman that used to be trafficked, that people know my story. When I show up as a real estate agent or a broker, I'm not the poor little girl who can try, but I'm never her because <laughs> she, I am her and she is me. And that's who I physically stand as now. Um, I, I would find that men would play with me. Um, they would, when they knew my story or if they knew, you know, based on how I look, how I dress, it could be anything. But um, hmm. I found that there was something that I was giving off um, and I took accountability for that. I thought I had to look a certain way or dress a certain way or fake it till I make it. And then when I started being real with myself, I partnered with other people. 
And I'm gonna just be honest, as an Afro-Latina, I partnered with Caucasian people, I partnered with Asian people, and then I would have them go to the table before me. Wow. And get the deal done. Sometimes you have to extract yourself in order to get certain things done, especially in a world, I don't have to change the world. I just have to know how to navigate through it. I love that. So that's a real, and most people won't talk about that, but I am so transparent because this really goes on. Yes, you're right. In Texas, Mm. in Southern states. Yes. And show up with my tattoos and my things and think I'm going to get a bill of occupancy. Mm. So I, I resourced and outsourced. Yes. Found ways to navigate it. I never got down about it. I never felt less than no matter how people look down at me. I showed up who I was. And then if I couldn't do it, I got good people around me that would do it for me. You got it done. Yes. Got the job done. You figured out how to navigate, how to maneuver in your space. That's what it's all about. The second thing was I got my finances in order Mm -hmm. because I realized that it's no different. Once you're an entrepreneur, you are your business. So most people don't understand that a lot of things in this world financially operate off of debt and credit. And I didn't know that. I didn't know what credit was. I really, I didn't care. And then I had to get coaching. I got mentors to help me in my financial, you know, obligations of how do I get my taxes done? How do I get this done? And then everything I couldn't do, I paid somebody to do it. Okay. And I leveraged credit to do that in debt. And then they got me a return and now they taught me it. And so now they can go on with their life. That's what a good person does. They don't keep you giving you crumbs no they gave me right. I was overfit like <laughs> um so I got my credit straight I got people around me to do what I couldn't do to save time I got people around me that I got un- I got very comfortable with being uncomfortable okay and I took business etiquette classes hmm. I had no idea how to eat at a table with multimillionaires. I didn't know that wow they judge you I even took a class on how to say hello. Hello, shalom nihao, je m'appelle, like bonjour. Like it's just learning how to articulate and how to, so, and I wouldn't shake a Japanese person's hand. I would bow to them. Bow, that's right. Yes. Wow, so many intricacies of business, that etiquette that we don't consider because we're sometimes in our own space, like this is, these are the people I'm reaching. And so I'm just going to stay in this space. But when you're expanding, you're going global. Yes. You have to know those things, those, those basic things, like you said, greeting people and from different cultures. So important. And I never stop learning, never stop learning, no matter what it may be. I'm working on an MBA. I'm going to get a PhD. I might do some, like, I never stop learning because If you make it a lifestyle, you're constantly evolving. You have to keep up with the times. There's about yes. to be a recession. I invest into conferences, trainings, workshops, seminars, and I take it serious. Yes. I treat everybody on every level like they're the president of the United States. <laughs> Whether it's the janitor, the servant, the le- you never know who somebody just You never know. You never know. <laughs> yep. I love that, Shemitria. So you are, you're lit up. You are happy, you're vibrant. And I would love for you to just talk about why coaching and speaking and why the work you do lights you up and what keeps you going. Oh God, Zig Ziglar said it best. 
He, Zig Ziglar, for people who don't know, is a very, very famous um, motivational speaker, author, coach, businessman, but he had a lot of principles that he lived by. He was also a Christian man of faith. So um, I would read his books. There's this book called To the uh, See You at the Top. And he says that in his work of being a speaker, he interviewed a thousand people and found out that out of a thousand, only two people said that they got, he changed his life from what he said on stage. Wow. But the 9,998 people said that the coaching changed his life, changed their life hmm. what happened off the stage. I, I never wanted to use speaking as a way to make money because I knew my story was important. And a lot of the people I had dealt with were survivors. Yeah. Like that. Or people that had been marginally oppressed. So in the midst of that, I found that people needed something from me after I got off stage, even growth con. Like, they're like, what are you doing next? I'm like, I'm going to have to create something to do next because I'm a, I'm not worried about that. Like I'm just doing my business with the real estate and making my money, being a mother, you know, booking my speaking events. But I thought about it, how selfish I was to open people up and not have something for them to continue with me because mm -hmm. evidently they were drawn to me. Right. So it's really the power of people. I have this acronym called POP. It's like, if you want to pop, you got to know the power of people. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Power. So it's like, I see that in others, but I had to know the power in me. And so yes. I had to create the coaching program because I knew that being able to have a coaching program would give people access to me and it would hold them accountable to show for them to show up. And then I, I made it at a price point to where I can hit different sectors. There's a high ticket. There's a low ticket. Yes. There's a free ticket. There's, you know, that's social media. That's YouTube. That's you know, different, you know, um, podcasts, you know, yeah. these are mediums that people can still get the information, but if you want to dive deep, mm -hmm. you can start here and I can use that money to transfer to the next level. And yeah. then I realized you graduate and you should be good. Yeah. I think a lot of people want like any business model. Once you're coming back, they'll never stop making Apple iPhones because that's the business model. My business model is short and sweet. Hmm. Six, I mean, um, 12 weeks um six months or a year after that I will not work with you <laughs> it, it like why should I because you should be graduated graduated and you yeah. should need to be in after a year analysis if you're not not the person for you mm. so a lot of people don't like my coach even the way that I got off the stage and I'm not going to dim my light to make you feel better okay I don't, I don't care if I'm on the biggest stage in the world, which that was a huge stage. Yeah. And nobody else goes to speak to the audience because they think they're better. Or they got people, that, I don't care what they think. I'm never going to stop doing that. Mm. So <sighs> that's what makes me happy. That's why I did a coaching program. It wasn't for me. Coaching is a lot of obligation. Coaching is hard work. You got to sell. I don't like to sell. That's why I do commercial and multifamily. They come to us. We don't mm -hmm. have to knock on doors and have an email list of leads. And it's very secretive, very word of mouth, very classy, very elegant. And you deal with it in a way that is kind of like once you get a reputation, they know to come to you. But okay. yeah, I had to. Yeah. 
I love that. You're walking in your own light. You're walking in your truth. You are doing things the way that feels authentic for you. And I love that you take a stand and you say, this is who I am. This is how I interact with my people. And those who want to work with me, this is how we're going to work together. And you make it very clear. I like your short and sweet approach. It's very unique. And you you won't see that in other places. You won't see other people offering that kind of coaching. It's always come back, come back for more. That says that the speaking industry has been hijacked by salesmen. And it has. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Everybody out, but yeah. People are starting to get turned off by that. Like even after the speak off, I would say 60% of the people that reached back out to me were trying to sell me something. But um, they use the same approach. Let's do a Zoom call. Let's do a phone call. Let me get to know you. Let me hear your story. And then here's yeah. what I offer you to help you. Yeah. That's not genuine. Yeah, it's not. It's all pitch all sales. Yeah, I get it. But I don't have to sell because the wealth of the wicked is stored for the righteous. Righteous. Yes. I love that. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so... You're on fire. You are lit up. You are passionate. You have purpose. You have a mission. You have a vision. You have everything that you need to fulfill your purpose on this earth. So with that said, there are so many listeners right now that are thinking, okay, I I have something inside of me too. And I want to start my business or I want to start my mission, whatever that that is, um, whether it's uh, for profit or none or business there are people that are looking for a way to give themselves permission to start. So I would love for you to just give a word of encouragement for those who are thinking of starting, but maybe just holding back, like not sure, not sure what I need to do and how to start. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the words of encouragement, I'll give two things. I'll give words of encouragement, then I'll give some tangible keys. Okay. Sorry. So the absolutely. Encouragement would be Success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea. Hmm. So write it down. Use something called SMART goals. That's specific, measurable, obtainable, timely, and realistic. Once you get your goals, then every day do very small micro things because your brain doesn't know how to do big stuff. It shuts down. It knows how to get small stuff done. Do very small things and celebrate those small victories. Yes. A month later, look up three months later, look up a year later. And if you do one thing a day, you'll be a year closer to your dreams. Oh, that's awesome. You don't have to make it hard. We don't got to make it difficult. And in the midst of it, catch your words. People always say, talk positive, be like, Catch your words because they're going to come out because you're operating on a program. Good things over you because people are going to be mean to you. The world's going to be mean to you. You don't got to be mean to yourself. So true. Where you are, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. But wherever you start, every single day, do one thing towards your goals. Tangibly, you want to start an LLC? You want to start a not-for-profit? I went to legal zoom, <laughs> paid the money, had attorneys set it up for me, very small fees. People are going to say, I don't have the money. Okay. Take a step back. 
How can you save the money? I can't save the money. Take a step back. Who can you ask for the money? I don't got nobody. Who can they ask for the money? Don't take no for an answer from you. If there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. Ooh, powerful. Don't let you stop you. I could every day, every, my mind today was like, oh, you cut your bangs wrong. Like you can't do this podcast. You need to get your hair done. You don't make up nothing. Somebody was waiting on me to get on your podcast so they could hear this message. Yes. So they could change their life. Yes. And information is all they need. That's right. Inspiration is all they've been longing for. Yes. So if I could put the two together, inspire and inform, we could change the world. That's good. So my, that's my inspiration. That my tangible thing of telling you, write your, write your smart goals, get your business plan together, ask for help, get you a team. Guess what? If you have a 501c3, that's a not-for-profit. That means that you're going to equal zero at the end of the year. But you can fundraise, you can get grants, you can create it. It takes about six months to get incorporated with the state. And it doesn't take a lot to file it. But that's if you want to do a business that is for the community that you're not going to make a profit on, but you can make a salary. Don't think you can't make no money. You can because you need money to help others. And then there's a for-profit called an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp. These are all tangible businesses that you can open up. And guess what? Cost about $200 to open up your first business with the state. All you need is an EIN number. Yep. Get it incorporated. Get you a name. Go to the bank. Get you a bank account. And you right. You're set to go. Simplify it. Yes. People, we think that it's so hard, but it's not. And then they got you as a resource. They have a woman like you that's putting people together here to elevate their business and elevate their mindset. You don't, you can be doing anything else in the world, but you're doing what you were called to do. That's why I don't, I don't have a podcast, but I am called to get on them. That's right. And that's why, that's why I wanted you here. (laughs) We all doing what we're called to do and it's so beautiful. And then you've, you've shown us like, it's so easy, but yet we complicate it. We we don't give ourselves permission. We are our enemy, right? So if we get out of the way and say, okay, look, we can do this. This is what Shemitria said. Just get the LLC, just pay the $200, just move forward, figure out what we want to do, nonprofit business, figure that out, but just get it together and, and get moving. One thing right? again, don't overcomplicate. Yeah. I don't- That's I, right. All these businesses and all this stuff is because I don't do it every day. It would drive me insane. I do it when I'm called to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And gets me, you know, situations, but I put myself out there, show up. You never know who might be there listening or watching. That's so true. That's so true. What I'm hearing throughout our conversation today is authenticity, being true to yourself and letting your light shine. Not caring about what everybody else is saying, doing doing your thing, doing you your way, and being authentic to how God created you and what your mission and calling is, and not being afraid to step out there and give it a try. Not being afraid. That's Angelo said it. She said, People may not remember what car you drive, what house you lived in, but they will never forget how you made them feel. That's right. And that is what we're missing in this market. 
everybody trying to sell and be fake and act like mm -hmm. they were in Airbnbs and they got it. They want to be the power couple. How you make somebody feel, you can't fake that. Can't fake that. Superpower. Yes. It. So I love that. I love that. This has been a wonderful conversation. I could keep going with you. You are, you are you're so rich. You have so much to share. Um, but you have uh, some events coming up. I think you have a gala coming up. And it uh, also, I would love to hear more about your coaching as well and how our listeners can get in touch with you. But share about what you have happening in the next couple of months. Okay. So um, in the next couple of months, we are launching um, Home for Grace Apartments opening. And so it's going to be a course that we are going to be putting out called learningapartments.com. Pardon me. And um, we're going to be doing it on the 13th. I didn't talk to you before this when we actually moved the gala back a little bit. We wanted to do the launch of learningapartments.com first. It's going to be on April 13th in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'll send you information on that if anybody wants to come, it's going to be an amazing event where we're talking about everything with Home for Grace, um, how we're going to use the course in order to empower these women financially. I have an event coming up uh, this weekend called Her Story, Her Story Summit. Um, it's a young lady from South Africa by the name of Gertrude. She came together and brought women here internationally so we can share stories and share space. She, I think she's pitching the sequel to Own Network with Oprah. So um, that's going to be really cool. I have a ton of speaking engagements coming up. Um, as far as my coaching goes, I'm going to be launching my coaching program May 1st. Um, I've already you know, launched it. So for me, it's just opening up another session for women to join if they want. Okay. My number is 11. It's small, intimate, sweet, short to the point. Um, I make the 12th, but I always bring 11 women so we can be equal with story sh sharing with my mm. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't take a lot. I do have a waiting list. Um, so we pull from there. Some women have already gotten what they needed by the time I pull from there, the waiting list is full, but you know, I always kind of make room for people. So if they want to reach out and they really want to be a part of it, it's a 12 week program. And then there's a three month program, I'm a six month program. And then there's a year program, the year program, I only take four women a year. So I am booked this year, but again, Next year, I'll, I'll put that back out again. Um, but okay. as far as the 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 twelve week program and the six month program, there's space in the six month program, and then I have the waiting list for the twelve month. I have to reach out to. But um, basically, the program entitles coaching and Zoom calls. We meet up. Sometimes I fly out meet the women. I don't know. Like it's really wow. an ordained space, but we do go through a series of unleashing people to speak. So most of it is for mm. women who want to be speakers, authors. Um, it's not more, it's not very business entrepreneurial like type. It is, we talk about certain things, but it's really for healing. Okay. It's community. Um, it's for clarity. And we, you know, we focus on, I bring somebody in who helps with credit. I bring somebody in who helps with finance, who's a loan, who gives out hard money loans. Um, I bring in somebody who teaches on um, understanding the power within. They're a spiritual guru, so they teach on spirituality. Um, we bring somebody in who talks about vaginal health, um, who talks about yoni rocks and steams and stuff. So oh. the coaching program is very intense. It's very open. It's very exclusive. Um, we don't even post. I don't post those moments because it's sacred to us. Yeah. So I really could have a lot of content to you know put out there, but 
I just be in, I'm in the present moment with the ladies. So it's not, so I'm going to have to do better at getting more examples or maybe testimonials from yeah. women. Um, but I was just doing it from, it was from my heart. Yeah. And then I'm also going to be um, launching um, Grace Ministries. Ooh. So you're going to be able to catch me on Sundays on my Instagram and Facebook live. Oh, wow. Uh, I've been a minister at heart. I've been, you know, ordained now. And I've went through an MIT training three times, which is, that's a, like a year long program of learning books of the Bible, how, wow. you know, p- politically correct, if that makes sense. Um, but I'm a Southern country girl and I, I grew up Pentecostal and I, like, I would say I'm a mix of probably Sarah Jakes and um, Michelle Obama. Like, it's, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> bit more you know sophisticated as far as just like how I speak it and how I talk about it so I I don't open up as much because I'm very intimate with my space with God but I thought why not I got the the incorporation with the state to open um grace ministries so it is a church I'm going to be doing that on Sundays and um yeah I mean I have you know real I got so much stuff going on I just I don't even know where to start but I just know if someone feels connected to me and you feel inspired you want to connect. I never know which way we're going to go. Always right. go out. Everything is ShamitriaGonzalez.com. My okay. Instagram is Shemitria Gonzalez. Facebook, LinkedIn, everything is my name. That's okay. That makes it really easy. Everybody, separate yourself from your business because you are your business, you are your brand. Every article people write on you is going to be your name. So always yes. as your brand. That's and then good. Just be a segue or a, a branch off. That's right. That's right. I love that. That's good advice. That's yes. good advice. So it just makes it so easy. So we go to shamitriagonzalez.com and everything that you do is there. And we'll be able to follow you in all those different legs of your business, wherever we're called to connect with you. We'll yes. find that. I'm sorry, homeforgrace.org because that's a not-for-profit entity. Um, okay. it, you still, I think I'm, I'm going to add a link to shamitriagonzalez.com, but homeforgrace.org. Okay org is home for grace and then this shamitriagonzalez.com and it'll have everything about unleash to speak on there my events um things like that so yeah that's pretty much what you find me and connect with me wonderful all this has been awesome i i could keep talking to you because you're just uh, even even speaking with you it's just it's very healing like you have this this healing presence so it's just very beautiful but I just I encourage everyone to follow J- Shamitria Gonzalez. Uh, go to shamitriagonzalez.com and find out what what all that she has to offer to you that could be helpful to you in your life if you feel connected. And Shamitria, thank you so much for being with me today. It has been a pleasure. I am excited. <laughs>